Welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, and sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Your Dream or Mind podcast. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, and today I've got a funny episode for you. Not funny ha-ha, but a funny titled episode. I've called this episode, I Wish I Was As Fat As The First Time I Thought I Was Fat. And you might think, oh, that's such a weird title, or that's really offensive, or you're saying something about fat people, or you know, whatever, but I'm not, I'm just thinking this is my own personal story of, um, how I used to feel and how I look back now and wonder why I felt that way. So, um, I've always had a bit of an issue with my weight. Well, I say that I don't have one now. Um, I always had a bit of an issue and I was always, oh, hyper critical of how I looked how other people perceive me. It affected my confidence. I, um, for years when I wore jeans, I was fixated on the size of my bottom. Absolutely like obsessed with the size of it. So because I thought that it was big and I thought that if people looked at it, they would go, look at that girl. She's got a really big bum. I would always wear uh, like a jumper tied around my waist or, you know, like a hoodie. Didn't used to call them hoodies back in the day, like a zip up top or whatever, have that tied around my waist. So you couldn't see my backside because I felt that it was really big. Um, I went through all these weird, um, phases of dieting and trying to, get a lot thinner, like ridiculously thin. When I got married the first time round, I was so tiny that it was only years later that a couple of good friends said to me, they just could not believe how tiny I was and how it didn't suit me. How I was just, I just had this fixation that when I get married, I think I was like 10 and a half stone, which, you know, the numbers are relevant, but I've weighed myself for years. I've got no idea what I weigh, but back then that I was really fixated on the, on the scales and on what I weighed. And I made this massive connection with what I weighed. I would, that would absolutely affect how I felt about myself. So if the scale, you know, if the number on the scale was right, you know, in my eyes, if it was low, I'd be feeling really happy If it wasn't, I'd berate myself and I'd beat myself up. And honestly, I can tell you that I wasted so many years doing that to myself. So I've probably been on and off on a diet from probably when I was doing my A-levels because I put weight on after I um, 
stopped doing PE at school. So I stopped doing regular exercise and then I started to put weight on when I did my A-levels. I went to university and I loved the fact that I could eat anything I wanted and I did. Um, So I would generally go away to university, put weight on and then lose it in the summer holidays, go back and repeat. Then I went off to live in um, Singapore and everybody's tiny in Singapore, right? Everybody's absolutely tiny out there. And um, I would come back from a holiday. So if I went to the UK on holiday or I went anywhere, I went to Australia, you know, or Thailand or something, I came back. Um, people in my office would say, oh, my God, you're so fat. And in Singapore, th- things are just said like that. And it's not meant as a, well, it's not meant to really upset you. They just say what they see. So they're like, oh, my God, Laura, you're so fat. You must have had a good holiday. And I feel really, really upset, naturally really upset that somebody had said that to me and it would really worry me. It would really upset me and it would really, it would really kind of take off the shine of the great holiday that I'd been on. When I uh, eventually moved back to the UK from Singapore, I was so excited about all the food that I could have that I'd missed. I put weight back on again. So you can see what I've done over the years is I've had ups and I've had downs. I've got really slim and then I've put weight on and, you know, it's not, it's not huge fluctuations in that, but I've gone up and down as most of us do. Um, and then I had my children and, uh, put a lot of weight on when I was pregnant. Cause I just saw that as my cue to eat. And then, um, I lost it all after I had each of them. And for a time I was a Weight Watchers leader, which I think I've told you on previous podcast episodes. So for a lot of my life, I've been really focused on food. I've been really focused on dieting. I've been focused on restriction. I've been focused on weight equaling my self-esteem, weight equaling confidence, you know, being slimmer, meaning that I was more confident and that I could get out there and do things. And when I was bigger, I didn't want to. Um, And the funny thing is, well, it's not funny. It's quite sad, really. I've wasted, I've probably wasted about 20 odd years of my life doing that, just going up and down, worrying about stuff, fretting. But interestingly, I've always kept that away from my children because I've got a bit of a thing. Sorry, mum, but it's true. My mum's a bit of a yo-yo dieter and I've picked up stuff from her and I didn't want my children to pick that up from me. So even if I've been following a certain plan, I've never shared that with the children. I've kept that away from them because I don't want them to have any hang-ups or obsessions about food or any attachments to good or bad food or anything like that. I just wanted them to eat, eat well and um, have the treats that they wanted. We never really had uh, like really, we never had much chocolate in the house when I was a kid. So as I kind of grew up and I could eat stuff, I would eat a lot of chocolate because I was kind of eating all the stuff that wasn't really, wasn't really allowed or wasn't available. Anyway, so the funny thing about that is that odyssey of trying to lose weight, going up and down. And I'm not saying I don't try and lose weight now or try and kind of eat better because I definitely do. I've been trying a bit of intermittent fasting, but I haven't followed an actual diet for years. And I tell you what, it's so freeing, so freeing to not be so consumed with what you consume. But the reason I called this episode, I wish I was as fat as the first time I thought I was fat, 
Because back when I was in my teens, back when I was in my 20s and I was living in Singapore, I just wasted so much energy fretting about stuff and feeling that I wasn't at my best and I I didn't look great and worrying about my confidence and worrying what people thought of me. And do you know what? I look back at those pictures now and I was absolutely tiny. I was I was slim, slim to normal build. I was just like everybody else, but I just spent so much time beating myself up and making myself feel bad instead of just living, instead of just enjoying. And I, re- I regret that. I regret that I've just spent so much time and energy and angst wasted fretting about stuff, which is just, it's just rubbish. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If there's anything now about this generation what we're in is the kind of just appreciation for everybody being different. There isn't just one one thing we've got to conform to. But because my self-esteem and my confidence was often linked to my weight, I don't think I put myself forward for things and I don't think I tried things because, well, I didn't have the confidence because I didn't feel great in myself. And I just feel really sad for that younger Laura. I feel really sad that she allowed herself to be so limited by just such a ridiculous notion that she didn't do the things that she wanted to do, that she didn't have the meals out or go for the drinks, that she kept playing quite small, that she didn't dare go for, you know, promotions or different things because, well, she just didn't feel, I don't know, worthy or thin enough. I mean, honestly, even as I say that to you now, I just think that's absolutely preposterous. So the reason I guess I wanted to talk about that is because Obviously, when you look back at things, you look back with nostalgia or you look back with, you know, happy memories or, you know, you laugh at what you're wearing because at the time you felt really fashionable and you look back and you think everything's really dated. Um, it's just unbelievable how time passes like that. I was watching uh, Louis Theroux's interview with Judy Dench and they showed a clip of her when she first became M in Bond and it was in Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan and it looks so dated absolutely like unbelievably dated. And yet, you know, I wouldn't have thought that, I don't think it's what, 20 years ago, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that 20 years ago could look that dated if that makes sense. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that we sometimes strive for all of these things, this perfection, this ideal, this look, this feel, this emotion, this amount of money, this barometer of success, this feeling of enoughness, this sense that we're good enough now because we've reached this, you know, uh, target that we've put on ourselves. We waste so much energy and time trying to, an emotional kind of angst. We waste so much of that trying to get to that thing that we actually forget to do the things that we should be doing or the things that really light us up. So I honestly regret all those, all that time following diets, you know, ridiculous diets, um, fretting about stuff, cutting myself off from opportunities. Because now when I look at myself, I think, oh, Laura, you could have just lived a bit more and done more and achieved more rather than or even be happier. Maybe it's not about more. Maybe it was about being happier in your own skin rather than trying to 
adhere to either a target that somebody else kind of assigned because of society or a target that I put on myself. I just really wish that I hadn't done that. So if you think forward now, think where you are in your life now, look forward 10 years, maybe 15 years, depends how old you are, uh, 20 years, and think about what would you like to look back on? So when you're when you're reflecting back in, let's say, 20 years, what would you like to think about what you're doing right now? Do you want to look back and think, oh, my God, why are you still doing that thing that you didn't really want to do or that's not right for you or that doesn't make you happy? Why didn't you just stop worrying about those things that weren't worrying, worth worrying about, the inconsequential things? Why didn't you just stop that and push on to do all the things that you wanted to do? Why did you let yourself be completely consumed by something which was really an irrelevance? Perhaps you might think that you, perhaps you might regret that you didn't put yourself forward for opportunities or you didn't push harder for things because it just didn't feel right or you didn't feel ready. And I guess what I'm saying is I'd like you to get ready, get ready to do the stuff that you really want to do. Don't let these things like, weight or the perfect time or the perfect mindset or the perfect amount of confidence or, you know, when you haven't got any fear or when the weather's better or when the economic climate's better, when Russia does one or, you know, when the state settles down, I don't know. Don't look back and then think, oh, I just faffed around because I just was a bit scared look back and say, I'm so glad that I took the decision to do X. I'm so glad that I said, no, enough's enough. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm so glad that, you know, the younger me said, yep, that's absolutely what I'm going to do. I'm going to push for it. You know, I feel so proud of myself because I did make a change and I did do something different in my life. I did push for the things that I wanted. I did get self-focused. I didn't just spend a lot of time looking inward. I looked outward and I looked up and I looked further and I looked at all the things that I wanted to do. And I just got myself ready to live the best life that I could live. How amazing would it be if you were to look back 20 years from now and realize that that's the change that you'd made this year or next year? That was the change that you made to make your life something you absolutely want it to be you know, working for yourself, living your dream life, dream life and business, doing all of those things. Wouldn't that be amazing? Rather than 20 years time looking back going, oh yeah, I had a thought then about doing that, but I I didn't do it because, well, I wasn't thin enough or I didn't have the right right mindset or I would lack the confidence or I wasn't sure. So I just didn't do it. It would be amazing if you could look back on yourself today and say, do you know what? That girl, God, she's brilliant. She is brilliant. She's inspirational. She's amazing. She's go-getting, goal-setting, dream-achieving. She's amazing. She's pretty darn wonderful. Oh, and that's me. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review and subscribe. 
This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. If you're ready to create the confident mindset you'll need to start your transition into your own dream life, then come on over to the Dream Life Academy, a mindset coaching program and community all in one. It's absolutely the best place to be amongst other brilliant women who are creating and living their own dream lives and businesses. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.